All right, so let's get into a little bit about of the Binance news. Everybody's been asking me, tweeting me, DMing me. Our groups have been going crazy. Where's Binance? What is its current situation? We'll try to put this together for you. There's a lot of there's a lot of information. And there's also, you know, to a certain extent, there may be even some disinformation. So we're going to try to break it down best we can for you guys. My name is Paul Barron. Welcome back into Tech Path. All right, so let's get into it today. Uh, I do want to thank our sponsor, and that is Trezor. Uh, don't worry about any of these exchanges. If you're just simply going into hardware wallets and doing self-custody, then you're going the route that I would take, which is always look at self-custody as the number one solution for handling your keys and your tokens and all your coins. This is one of the tools I use, and uh, this is one of the models I use. So I really like the product. It is one that I think when you look at ease of use, the fact that it's got the amazing screen and also the whole aspect of uh, their... Trezor Suite app, which I love as well. There's some really cool aspects of this. So if you have not checked out a hardware wallet, maybe you've been using software for some time, now's the time. Just go ahead and do it. Just jump right over there. You can get into a couple of them. There's a couple of models. They've got the Trezor Model 1 that's uh, fairly inexpensive, and then Trezor Model T, which is the one I like, uh, that's a little bit more expensive. But definitely, this is one of the best investments you'll make in your digital assets history. So go do it. Just use our link below. All right, let's get into a little bit about what's happening with Binance. Um, there's been quite a bit of news on this. The, at the same time, you have to remember that though the news in some news publications may be reporting this, the sources also may have agendas. So you kind of have to play that in and follow the links and follow, you know, kind of the news story down the Yellow Brook Road because it is potentially, in many cases, not necessarily the whole story. So you always want to do that regardless. Um, here's a piece from Daily Hodel. Uh, staggering $3.2 in stablecoins exiting crypto uh, exchange Binance in the last 30 days. This came from Glassnode. We, this, we know, is, uh, is happening. Uh, and it's something that you can kind of see right here on the charts. I'll blow this up here in a second. For Binance has witnessed the $3.2 in combined outflows of Tether. USDT and of course USDC. Remember, uh, about I guess it was maybe th four to five weeks ago, Binance did that auto conversion of USDC. If you deposited USDC or T, uh, it would convert it to BUSD, which is Binance stablecoin. Um, and that I think has started to have and play into a little bit of where this is from a strategy standpoint from whales. I'm still surprised if you look at the chart. Let me kind of blow up on this uh, chart here. I'll zoom out. Right there is the net position change. And you can kind of see right here, Stablecoin's net outflow, 3.2 billion in December. And you can see this bleed off right here. I mean, there's been times in which we've seen outflows occur. Uh, it's usually after you know certain events in the market, but we haven't seen one like this. So this is the one that is really raising red flags for everybody around Binance. And this, of course, is getting into the whole situation around Binance proof of stake um, or pr proof of assets and proof of res reserves. If you look at what they're doing right here, this is a breakdown from Glassnode. And it gets into a lot of this. Now, some of this, remember, I think if I go as far as I can over here to the right, you'll notice that this is, I think, November 19th. So likelihood is these data points are gonna be much greater. But you can kind of see there's been a little bit of a bleed off almost everywhere. Bitfinex, uh, there's, of course, Bitmax, You've got Bybit coming in there, and there's uh, 
Let's see, I thought I saw one. Oh, there's Crypto.com, which has been over a long period of time. And then uh, Deribit, uh, and then Huobi. I think uh, KuCoin. KuCoin was there also. Notice the big acceleration right here on KuCoin. Also, second largest out there as well. So this may not be just Binance. So this could be natural effects of a bear market that is nearing a bottom where we're starting to see reserves coming off or and or people looking at how they're going to hold reserves through some of these more unstable times. And I think that is the bigger question is how this might play out for, uh, for Binance because this could push a little bit of a concern around general population. And I would say that's a very small percentage of what, of what and who is and are participating in crypto right now. For the most part, I shouldn't say by the most part, because even mature crypto traders, I'm getting being asked from a lot of people who've been in crypto for quite some time, is it safe to keep on uh, any tokens on Binance? My answer is always the same. You shouldn't have any tokens on any exchange. You should always be self-custody, so just do it, um, at least now. Now, a year ago today, that's a different game. When the markets are going up, liquidity is flush, and we don't have these crazy uh, situations, everything's fine. But when you're dealing with market conditions, the bear market scenarios and the play out and contagion effect that we still have pretty much unveiling itself daily uh, around FTX, you just have to play safe to the vest. So that's why I always say self-custody. Here's Watcher Guru saying, just in FTX new management says the company has just located over a billion in assets, including 720 million in cash. How do you just find a billion dollars in assets? These are the kind of things that worry me about these centralized exchanges. If we don't have, now granted, FTX is a different breed in itself from based on everything we're finding out now. But the reality is, is that a lot of run, a lot of these exchanges run fairly loose. And this is now showcasing itself in mainstream media. And it's getting out there in a position where I think a lot of people are starting to question how a lot of this stuff is even playing out. Here you've got also Binance coming in and saying, all right, well, let's go ahead and jump in. Remember, they were number two on the bidding list to try to get to Voyager and uh, lost to FTX. And then FTX, now we know, was really just going after the assets so they could suck it dry. And uh, Voyager now says it's accepted Binance's bid for assets valued at about $1 billion. So I don't know. I'd love to get your feedback. Do you guys think this is a good thing for Voyager depositors and Voyager as a whole? Or do you think this is potentially a black hole? Love to kind of get your feedback. Let us know. Drop some comments below. Don't forget, if you like these kind of breakdowns, we've been, been doing a few of these. We just did one on Ethereum and kind of the evolution of where NFTs are going, why they're so important. Uh, we dropped that on the channel. Make sure and check that video out. But smash the like button right now because one of the things that is happening in crypto that we're seeing is that I'm finding more and more people out there who are just not educated. And either they're, I don't want to say lazy, but sometimes you know how it is. People just read headlines. They just read the narrative. They don't really do the, do the work. They got to deep dive. They've got to go in and do the research, start sourcing, start looking at the data behind uh, these projects. These are the things that is missing right now in crypto media. And it's one of the things that you can help with. And it's very simple. Hitting that like button amplifies this out into the world so that more people can start to educate themselves. And I would say, and we don't pat ourselves on the back, but I will say this, you know, we're a media organization. We look at this differently. We're independent media, so we're not driven by an agenda. Nobody owns us. Nobody tells us what to push out. Nobody tells us what to put out. 
So I think that helps in the sense of at least giving people another viewpoint. So hit that like. It does help. Uh, and I think it will help, you know, overall in just growing media in general around crypto because we're needing a lot more than what we have now, uh, being able to really kind of uh, level up to the next, you know, the next happening and what we'll see in terms of the next adoption area. Uh, so here's some interesting from Duo9. He has slowly become a little bit of a cult uh, Twitter account that a lot of people follow. But anyway, how can Binance afford to process billions in withdrawals and also buy Voyager for over one billion, making those wrecked users whole again? They actually have the money. Uh, why they do this uh, to onboard users? Voyager users will access their digital assets now on Binance US. So that's one of the reasons it does suck up. And remember, this is really a market share race between Binance and Coinbase and a handful of others. So when you hear things coming in from whether it's Brian Armstrong or if you look at the KuCoin team, you know, or the Kraken team, that, that you have to kind of take those with a grain of salt, guys. These are competitors. They, yeah, they might be concerned for the industry, but at the same time, at the, at the end of the day, they want to win and they want to beat their competitor. And that is always going to be Binance. Binance right now, the leading exchange out there in terms of overall. So I do look to... Um, you know, sources that I trust. Because one thing that I'm finding right now in crypto Twitter and also in crypto media is that there are agendas in a lot of these mainstream crypto news outlets. So you kind of have to look beyond some of these news outlets because they source this a lot of times from news, you know, news aggregation centers, whether it's AP, Reuters, or et cetera. But here's the Reuters news uh, that basically hints at dark secrets surrounding Binance and its reserves. Uh, and this is a little bit more credible, you know, so this gets back into, all right, there may not be an agenda being uh, pumped here, at least I hope not. But the outlet cited comprehensive review of regulatory uh, filings around the world, including interview requests sent to dozens of regulators. Binance also produces little evidence of extraordinary claims, so they still refuse to disclose where its headquarters are located, even though we have heard from CZ that that's changing. And then uh, you look at uh, crypto compared data estimates that Binance earned approximately 4.6 bill in spot trading fees uh, plus 6.4 bill in fees on its derivative platforms. Despite CZ's claims of transparent disclosure, it's not very forthcoming. So again, this may be just a scenario where we're starting to see a little bit of people because remember, I, even though you look at other media outlets, you also want to look at what drives them because there could be alternatives from traditional finance that drives them. And I know this is bad that you have to consider media being driven by any particular you know, entity, but the reality is there. It, you know, we, we see this all the time in mainstream media. They are driven by advertisers, and sometimes those advertisers have those little pulls on the lever to try to get you to report something differently or say something a little bit more of a nuance, which often tilts into situations that play into things like this right here, which is, is Binance insolvent? Are they having problems? Those are the kind of things that uh, plays into So now you have Binance uh, denying these uh, allegations by Reuters. A chief strategy officer, this is Pat Patrick Hillman, not in relation to Hillman, denied the allegations that Binance is being deliberately opaque. And again, I think it's just a very simple model. Set your corporation in a country, wherever that might be. Start going into a scenario where you're filing with local regulators, and you've got a shill, you know, you've got you know a door shill, 
and you're now starting to work with more and more transparency. It really is just that simple. When you're the leading innovator and you're the leading exchange within a market that is still very small, less than a trillion dollars, reality, I mean, that's very, very small in, in the overall arcing of markets around the world. And I think this is a real simple thing, but uh, it will, we'll see. We'll see how it comes and plays out. Despite Binance's denials, Reuters is not backing off for its reporting and Binance uh, uh, alleging its opaque finance and attempts to kind of skirt these whole regulatory uh, scenarios. So Reuters is sticking to their guns. Good for them. That's what a good news journalist and organization should do always. If you feel like you've got the research to back up a story, stay with it. Go with it. But if you're ever tr- proven wrong, then you got some problems. You know, so all this plays into it. This was the special report. Binance's books are a black box. This was the filing that uh, Reuters put out uh, as it tries to rally confidence. And it kind of blew into all the things around what Binance was doing and is reporting on. Uh, Other aspects, this was also a Reuters uh, piece here on this whole shadow dance concept. How how the CEO and aides plotted to dodge regulators in the U.S. and the U.K., This, to me, when it gets at this level, you either have somebody who has the goods on something or you have an entity who has an agenda. I don't know which one to weigh out yet in this particular case. If you think about the New York Times journalist that outed Elizabeth Holmes, who was Theranos founder, I mean, he had the goods and he dove in. He he did the work, did the research and was able to uncover this massive fraud. And I think that's the kind of scenario that may be playing out uh, right here. This, of course, let me kind of highlight these two writers right here. This is Tom Wilson and Angus Berwick. So again, this is where I start diving into Tom Wilson, Angus Berwick, and looking into the depth of who they're connected to, why they'd be writing this, and are they credible journalists that report on these kinds of technologies, these kinds of scenarios, uh, which makes me think, you know, okay, then they kind of understand yes or no uh, about what's happening. Uh, Here was another tweet from Wall Street Silver, Binance CEO on CNBC. Uh, Many uh, big four firms do not know how to audit crypto exchanges. This is uh, talking about Deloitte & Touche, uh, basically um, an audit firm that does does Coinbase. A little different scenario here, and I think what CZ talks about. Let me play this clip real quick on this. We want to be transparent. We want to set the golden standard for reliability, solidness in the space. So do it. Would you be able to handle it if somebody asked you for $2.1 billion back? Would that be okay? Would you be able to still withstand things? We're financially okay. Including you have $2.1 billion to give away? If somebody came to to claw that back, you'd still be fine? We'll we'll let the lawyer handle it. We are financially strong. Even after the FTT price dropped over the last year, we still have $500 million worth of it. Of uh, $580 million worth of it crazy. on the day when we transferred from the address. So, I mean, CZ pretty much uh, states it right there. Um, even though mainstream, again, she's back in, you saw the eye roll from her. But the point is they've had $3.1 billion now clawed back per se. And it's not giving it away. It's their assets that people have reclaimed. Simple as that. Uh, I think the key here is whether or not Binance can be able to pull up to the regulators. Remember, regulatory guidance here starts to play into this. Also, remember that Binance still not having a real nation that they're associated with. All of this plays into Now, I understand many of you will say, well, Paul, that's kind of Web3. There's a lot of these organizations like this. But for the most part, 
you've got to organize in some sort of entity in some country. At some point, regulations are going to occur. And those are the things I think that just Binance needs to uh, continue to do. I don't know if there was anything else in this clip that we wanted to get to. Yes, we received it a year and a half ago. We never touched it. We actually, actually kind of forgot about it. Uh, but thus far, uh, you haven't disclosed your liabilities. And I wonder why that is and whether you will. Yeah, so we are working with firms to do the uh, audit of financials, li liabilities, et cetera. But the audits don't reveal every problem. So, no, but, a, but um, an audit from a big four auditor kind of would reveal that, CZ. If you could right. get a big four auditor to say that, if, if you're saying that some of them don't want to work with you, that raises questions too. They, they don't want to work with you because you don't have the no, files and the data I'm that would make... I'm going to pause that for a second. I would, I would defend... feel comfortable uh, signing off and, and giving... Let me pause that. There we go. I would defend CZ a little bit on this because, I, I mean, listen, I work with uh, pretty high-powered CPAs and, you know, finance firms... And one thing I've noticed is that even to a certain extent, they themselves are still trying to get their head around this. So you're talking about the number one exchange in the world that has the biggest magnifying glass on it of all. Granted that most of these big four deal with major corporations that deal with this all the time. But they're going into uncharted waters, waters in which they have not been able to do forensics uh, accounting, which is one of the biggest things in a big four firm. Uh, is forensics accounting and being able to really trace down things. And unless you are completely solid on this, remember, you're kind of hanging your um, your shackle out there saying you've done this and this could either hurt you forever. Uh, so it's not that they might say, hey, we don't want to work with you because you're sketchy. It might be we don't want to work with you because we think this might be so complicated that we're not sure we can get it right. And if we don't get it right the first time, it could blow us up in the future of crypto audits you know, for every kind of organization in, in the next generation. So there's a lot to this that does dive a little bit deeper. But at the same time, you know, I would also say that, well, if you had someone like a CZ and his team basically holding your hand to a certain extent and had some sort of guidance there. Now, granted, you have to be careful because the audit is an independent study. Uh, but you have to have some sort of guidance so they can get to where the assets are, understanding how to trace them down. It's like multiple uh, shell companies and accounts and banks. Companies do this all the time, but it's easier to be tracked you know, from traditional audit trails. So that in itself is, uh, is a big part of this. Now, the one thing that was kind of interesting to me was this whole issue here where Mazars jumped in and basically said, okay, we're out of this mess. Um, and this was Binance's auditor, Mazars, just quietly nuked the website containing Binance's proof of liabilities. Um, and here's what it said before uh, it was nuked. And you can kind of see, you can read the full report, reserves below, stay tuned, other tokens, etc. Um, and then, boom, site can't be reached. And then there you go. You're dealing with uh, this situation that kind of connects to it. So... Again, this is a very uh, peculiar response, but at the same time, it could also be something that is tied to another aspect of the industry and dealing with these kind of certification audits is that we're dealing with some, you know, particular assets and the flow in which these assets move in such a new model that even they themselves are having difficulty in being able to do this, especially when you look at it at scale, 85% of the market now funneling through uh, Binance. So... 
a lot to yet to dig out. So here's more as Binance, uh, this is as requested to dig into Binance Chains. This is a mess and there's a lot of uh, very hard public evidence. Uh, things do not work as they should. Um, and then he gets into a, th a thread here of kind of explaining uh, the whole process of what's going on. But the point was, is that many of this is getting much deeper and deeper. And, and if you kind of look at some of the things he says right here, the Binance chain does uh, don't look <laughs> like a real blockchains and fail basic uh, token history audits without proper evidence. So, the, uh, so this is very clear. People should be feel free to correct me. But if the specific clear clarity note, I think, and quote, code and specific uh, transactions. Now he's going into some... I don't know how data innovation is in terms of forensics uh, accounting, because this to me is really what we're going to be dealing with. And I've talked about this before on the show is that I think we're going to be uh, nearing a period in time where forensic CPAs that are good at blockchain, they're going to become like the new rock stars. These guys, because there's so many companies and entities that are eventually going to have this integrated within their own and flexed within their own traditional sets of books that it's going to require some pretty significant uh, discovery. What I wanna know is how the IRS is able to keep track of this. I know they're hiring 80,000 people, but my gosh, this would, uh, if it's dealing, you're dealing with this at this level, imagine the thousands, if not hundreds of entities out there business-wise that are in this space that are utilizing these kinds of things, smart contracts, tokens, you know, all sorts of valuations various wallets, a whole plethora of how a structure is being built uh, that's running within this Web3. Again, new business era, uh, new definition of how tools and finances are being put together. The thing that you have to remember though is that when things start getting a little sketchy, always look and see if the rats are starting to run or scurry. And uh, maybe they are. Boris Johnson's brother steps down as Binance advisor uh, again, amid the concerns over the exchange. Now, whether, you know, you can always use the where there's smoke, there's fire. If there's these kind of things, there's got to be something going on, or it could be simply just FUD. You just don't know. And the way that I always combat this when you don't have enough information, I feel like we have a lot of data. There's a lot of on-chain data. There's a lot of research putting being put into this from a lot of tool sets. Glassnode is a good, good example that we showed earlier. And then at the same time, you've got deep dive uh, reporting coming from Reuters. Uh, Reuters. Uh, maybe that's enough. Maybe that's enough for most people to say, okay, well, it's just enough for me to step away from this, get away from an advisory role. And maybe that's all this is. Uh, this could open up you know, in six months and it'd be completely fine. We'll see how all this plays out. As you can see, Coinbase, Binance, enjoy market share gains after FTX's demise. This gets back to my point. Market share is always going to be the scenario here, and timing is very important here, people. We are dealing with a time in which the market is almost bottoming out. We're going to see capitulation occur. When that happens, what is the next step? Boom. It's the bounce off the bottom. And who is the player that is in lead dog position? Because whoever that is in all aspects of crypto, in all aspects of blockchain, Web3, gaming, whoever those lead dogs are at the time in which we see the bounce, those are the ones that are sticking around. Those are the ones who are going to see the most gains because they look to be the most credible. That's why this is a very, this is a fight right now between what's happening in centralized exchanges. 
One I think that wins out overall is DeFi. And I think this is going to be something that continues to play. Daily active users by blockchain. You've got BNB chain right now at number one. Look at the spread there too, just to pop that up for that. So, I mean, you can kind of see, I mean, they are blowing up the rest, include daily active users by blockchain, even over Ethereum and Polygon, Solana, all that. I know we got a lot of questions in here. Let me exit out of this. We'll get to some of those, but you kind of see the list there. Uh, what was the other thing? Uh, there was one other thing, right? Uh, three reasons why BNB. Yeah, this was a price risk. This was a 30% decline maybe by January. And there's a couple of things. There are some trade signals that are kind of flowing into this. So if you follow charts and you're tracking BNB, is this something where we could see an exodus on BNB? Much like what we've been tracking right now with sentiment where we see uh, early February being possibly a, uh, a very big problem for Bitcoin. A lot of that, I think, again, comes back because of the macro points that we talk about here all the time, which is Q4 earnings that will play into this. So let's get into some questions from the audience. Let's take a look at the poll real quick, and then we'll jump in. All right, what do we got? Do you currently still hold any crypto in Binance or Binance US? Yes, they're safe, 55%. No, don't trust them, 44%. I don't know that it's about trust with Binance. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I can't say, and I don't know, I use Binance, I trade it, but I'm in and out of it. You know, I use it for, as what I always say, centralized exchanges are designed for, which is making a trade, moving your tokens, making a trade, moving your tokens. But I don't know, I, I would, uh, I, I don't know, I think I would, you know, maybe err on the upside of that, just to be safe, pull your tokens, deal with that. All right, Hill Dog. Uh, hey, Paul, what are your instincts on Kevin O? Uh, Kevin O'Leary instincts. I don't know. I don't like calling anybody names, so I don't. Uh, what I say is he's in a very precarious situation, and there's been a lot of things talked about uh, with Kevin, and he's kind of got himself in a little bit of a, a, a pinch. But he's a business guy, so at the end of the day, I feel like he's just a business, he's a business guy that is a business guy. He's going to do business guy things. And uh, you can't blame him for that. Sometimes they're ruthless. He's not called Mr. Wonderful uh, for not being Mr. Wonderful. So just think of it that way. Uh, you kind of know what you're going to get. Um, here's coming in from Crypto Shimpto. <laughs> I think Binance will be fine. They've been around this long. FTX was a new company. Well, I kind of agree. FTX was the new kid on the block, which obviously showed. Two Cup Gaming, Binance FUD. Get your money out so the good prices can come. You can't buy. You know, I think, again, this is just my, I don't care if you keep your money on Binance or not. I care that you get your money and or your tokens into self-custody. That I care about. Uh, but if you're going to use them, you, you, you know, that's fine. Use them as an exchange. I do that right now. Would I use them as an exchange today? Yeah, I would, I would go make a trade on Binance right now. I wouldn't be in there very long. Uh, and I'd make sure that we're not dealing with the amount of dollars that I'd need to get in and out. Let's say, you know, you go sell a six-figure, you know, Bitcoin bag. And then, uh, or you, you know, you make a Bitcoin bag purchase of six figures or something. You got to be be able to move in and out of those pretty quickly. Colin comes in saying Coinbase has less market than Doge. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, you're talking about the Coinbase stock is market cap. Yeah. Uh, Chris says it's coming. Finance to buy Coinbase. Woof. I don't know about that, Chris. I mean, it's possible, okay, if that were the case. I'm not sure that the feds would allow that just because of the antitrust situation that would probably play into this and because of the fact that they're a nation state um, most likely controlled by 
China. We don't know if that is the case, but it would raise enough flags that you, it would be probably disqualified by the Fed. Uh, Nicholas says, Paul, where do you put your crypto to get a good, uh, to get earn? I don't, I don't uh, stake any crypto right now. I'm completely out of staking crypto. Zero, none. Everything is self-custody. Uh, and when I make my trades, I'm in and out on things. Occasionally, I might swing a little bit uh, in and out of, uh, of some of the platforms themselves. If Binance goes down, adoption is never happening. No one will touch it. That is my concern is that, and I know a lot of people would argue that, and I know the Bitcoiners would argue that, is that if Binance goes down, we don't care. Everybody's, you know, all the crap coins can just go. Um, I don't know. I feel like this has such a tie to an ecosystem. If Binance goes down, I feel like it sets uh, crypto back a decade. It would be huge. If an exchange holds one-to-one of crypto, it doesn't matter how big the outflows are. Totally agree with you, JH. Uh, big tech stocks are down bad for sure. We got a lot in uh, big tech that are way, way, way down. And of course, Coinbase is down 94% from the top. Uh, and then nobody's, oh well, yeah, everybody's been raving about Coinbase for sure. You know, over the, over the last year, we have been really, uh, you know, I think railing on Coinbase in general of just the overvaluation of the market. Um, Paul, how do you quickly and securely move funds from traditional bank to exchange? Well, I would get into an exchange that, um, I hate saying this word, <laughs> I would get into an exchange that has the Plaid connection. I hate that because Plaid is an evil product. It has too much control of your bank uh, account, but it does give you immediate transactions into the exchange. So you can move dollars quickly there unless, and if you're not safe with that, which I'm not, what I do is I go through wire transfer. I know that's a hassle, but just do a wire transfer. And sometimes it's not worth it if you don't have enough that you're wire transfer. But if you're doing anything over 10K, wire transfer that, man. Wire transfer. Your bank should do that, should do that for free anyway. Uh, so wire transfer. It costs you nothing. costs nothing to go in. And you're not giving up all your pseudo keys through the Plaid uh, platform. Uh, R-Factor. Uh, PBN is part of the FUD. Uh, if finance was broke, uh, would they be able to finance the Voyager deal? Well, okay, the Voyager deal is going to be questioned for months before there's money going out. So it doesn't really matter what they say today. Remember, Voyager already sold. Remember, it's already been sold to FDX. That deal didn't happen. So if they are in trouble, it won't matter what they say they're doing. This also could another be another scenario of optics. So you have to look at those strategies that play into this. If they close a deal, that's a different story. Now you've closed it. You've got another X billion dollars in assets that you can bring into it along with a lot of customers. You could do a lot of good in the market. And I think that would also shut up a lot of the pundits uh, for sure. Uh, let's see here. It's going to take more than one bear market to make finance go down. And they've been through many. I would agree uh, to a certain extent. I'm, I'm just right now, I don't say that Binance is in trouble. That's not what I'm saying here today at all. What I'm saying is that you should always, always be cautious in this market state in which we're in, which is near the capitulation phase. Capitulation occurs when there is absolutely no hope whatsoever. That, my friends, is when the bottom hits. And sometimes it does take these big breaks in the market. So uh, it definitely can happen. Um, Colin, uh, Revolut solves, uh, solves a lot of this as a crypto bank. I think the, the neobanks will 
make their way in, uh, and there's going to be more of them that, that start to do more and more tool sets. Uh, Juno's one that you've got that is, is flowing into this. Remember, they're neobanks. They're utilizing another traditional bank charter as the funding source to give you kind of that, uh, that element and give you that kind of Web3 neo slash crypto element. I'm still looking for one of the mainstream banks to do this onboarding with a, with a DeFi wallet. Whoever does that in mainstream, they are going to wipe the floor. Fidelity's not there yet with all their closed gates, but maybe they change things up in the future. We'll see. I don't know. Love to get your comments and your opinion on all this. So all you have to do is just drop some comments down below. It's a great place for us to learn more about what you want to see, watch here on the network. And if you're not part of the Diamond Circle, you need to get in. It's free. We're doing a ton of cool stuff. Um, I'm going to announce our 12 Days of Blockchain, which is our rewards program that we do uh, through the holidays where we reward some cool prizes and tokens. Um, so be on the lookout for later in the, uh, in the week. We'll announce the winners. Some of you guys have already got Bitcoin from me over in the Mastermind group. Follow me. I'm right here on TechPath.